Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Skincare Anarchy. I have in a phenomenal guest for you guys today. I'm a super huge fan of this brand, and I think everything they do is just so innovative and so easy for working women. I just, you know, I can't say enough good things. So, um, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to Taylor Frankel, who is one of the co-founders for Nude Sticks, which I'm sure all of you have heard of at this point. So, welcome to the show, Taylor. So excited that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know we were just talking about, you know, this has been kind of like a long time coming. Um, so I'm very excited to finally kind of sit down and chat. Absolutely. Me too. I've been really looking forward to this and I can't wait to learn about you and your background and your vision because I know Nude Sticks is just, it's just one of my favorite, you know, in terms of makeup, one of my favorites. It's so easy. Like the brand is just made for like, I think working women. That's how I see it. Like it's just so cool. So I want to, I want to get started and I want to talk to you about um, you first and your background and your journey and really what everything that led to the creation of the brand. Yes, of course. So um, I guess we can backtrack a little bit before the inception of Nude Sticks. So my mom, Jenny, um, is a chemical engineer. So she's also one of the co-founders of Nude Sticks. And she's been developing cosmetics for 20 plus years. She Mm. actually started her career at MAC Cosmetics um, back in the day and then developed another beauty brand called Cover Effects when my sister and I were literally both in diapers. So you can say that my sister and I have been surrounded by beauty for essentially our entire lives. Yeah. Beauty's in your DNA. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's interesting because as much as my mom would always come home from work and she traveled a ton when we were younger um, and was really the epitome of a working mom. And so we, you know, would always see her bring her work home um, and really kind of viewed her life kind of from afar. Um, But as much as we appreciated beauty and we saw, you know, the work that went into it, we weren't those beauty obsessed or beauty junkie, um, you know, adolescents or young adults, we actually were quite the opposite. Um, Growing up, we just wanted products that made us feel good in our own skin. We didn't want to pack on tons of makeup. We wanted products that were easy to use because we're not makeup artists. And it was really different for my mom because she came from the, you know, the Mac generation and artistry and cover effects, which was all about more coverage. And then she had these two teenage daughters who she would have thought, oh, they would have been, you know, all about artistry and all about kind of like this more is more idea of beauty when in fact it was the complete opposite. So this was really the aha moment, I think, for all of us, because, you know, we would really talk about, you know, obviously brands that she worked with, but also the industry 
in general and what existed at the time. And this was back in 2012. So really all you heard in the industry, or if you were to scroll through a magazine, or I love how I said scroll through a magazine. Um, if you <laughs> heard of through a magazine or scroll through Instagram or walk into a beauty retailer, um, all you would really see is like that more is more type of makeup and artistry and color and, and coverage. And it was really about, you know, 10 steps or, you know, one hour makeup tutorials. There was really no one talking about less is more beauty, easy, fast, effortless, multitasking products. And so that's where we felt there was a white space and really led to the inception of nude stick. So our whole, our whole, I guess, white space was in between your artistry brands and your skincare brands. We wanted to be that, you know, um, you know, that kind of hybrid, that in between that really connected both worlds um, and really was suitable for that everyday woman or that everyday consumer who says, you know, I want to look good. I want to feel good in my own skin, but I'm a mom, I'm a student, I have a career, or maybe I just can't be bothered to spend an hour on my makeup any, you know, every morning. And they are probably also doing their makeup on the go. Like if you think about like, even now, you know, we're somewhat getting back to normalcy, but like pre COVID, I don't know about you, but like I was doing my makeup in an Uber or in a taxi or at an airport or, you yeah, know, at a hospital for me. Or, yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. everyone is doing, and that was, that was what we recognized. It's like this new lifestyle, this modern day woman, you know, she's always doing her makeup on the go. So let's create beauty products that suit that lifestyle. Yeah. And you know what? You've done it because honestly, I think, you know, one of my biggest, um, you know, in, like favorite factors, actually, I should say about nude sticks was that when I first tried your products, I was like, this is awesome. Like I can throw in like two products into my bag. I don't have to worry about anything. I can put this on my cheek, my eyes, everywhere, you know, my lips. It was exactly the kind of products for me. I know that I, you know, that I wanted because, you know, I, I completely hear you when you say like, you know, uh, there were, there was a moment in beauty where everybody wanted like the brand new eyeshadow palette. That's like literally like five feet by six feet. You know what I mean? Like huge, like it's just not practical. You know, I mean, I understand if you're like an influencer and you're sitting in front of like a mirror all day and you're showing amazing looks, that's okay. But yeah, it just was not practical. So, um, I think that aspect of the brand is something that's always drawn me in as a consumer. So I completely resonate with everything you just said. I love that. And and you're so right. Like, it's really like that influencer and, and now influencers, I think are really gearing more so towards like your minimalist makeup and you're really seeing them focus more on like skin first and, you know, really wearing products that suit their lifestyle because they're also recognizing, well, they're busy too, right? Like they also have yeah. so much going on. Like how do I create looks that, you know, kind of fit into my lifestyle, but also relate to my viewer. Um, but yeah, you're so right. It's like, even from a packaging perspective, like every single one of our products, whether it's a stick or a tube fits in our tins that are all like, you know, that all fit in like a tiny little bag. So if you're, you know, traveling or if you're, you have a little fanny pack or a little, you know, tiny little bag, cause I feel like all of our bags are just getting increasingly smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, you know, everything fits and it's smaller than your iPhone. So you can always travel with it. Cause our whole philosophy was like, okay, what do we take with us? You know, what, what, if we were on a deserted Island or if we were, you know, traveling and we had this tiny little bag, what are the two things that we need on us at all times? Firstly, it's our phone, obviously. And yeah. then what can we fit? That's like smaller than our phone. And we wanted to make sure that our makeup always fit with us. 
I love that. And I love that you have, like, for example, like, I'm a huge blush person because for me, like, you know, if I can get something on my face, like a, like a product that actually just kind of evens out my skin tone, and then I can put a little bit of blush on, like, I feel completely good, you know? And I love the way that your blush sticks are because they've got the brush at the end. And it's just, like, so practical. Like, I love the... I love the true practicality of the brand and even the tins. Like I use the tins for like storing little things I need. You know what I mean? Because I have so many little knickknacks that I need to like put somewhere. And like, I feel like it's just, it's just so practical on so many different levels Like the packaging, the, you know, the products, the way that you can blend them in. Like, it's just as if you really thought out all of the little things that um, we need to like, you know, just kind of address in our beauty uh, products to make sure that we're utilizing them to full capacity. So yeah, I fully, you know, I fully love it. I fully love the line. And, you know, I want to actually ask you, I know this is the big question. I'm sure you get it a lot is when you decided to involve uh, Hillary Duff as an ambassador for the brand, like what was that? What, you know, what was the reasoning behind that decision? Um, if you can share that with us. Yeah, of course. So other than the fact that I've been um, a Hillary Duff fan since the age <laughs> of like 10, 11 years old, um, I remember I had Hillary Duff birthday parties or I wouldn't necessarily say Hillary Duff. They're more so like Lizzie McGuire themed um, birthday parties. And I was obsessed with everything she did as I think most kind of millennials were and are. Yeah, um, It's kind of like a little bit nostalgic, but she actually, um, so she's also, you know, a career woman. She's a mom. She's also like that girl who says, I don't have the time to spend an hour in front of the mirror in the morning. And so she actually was introduced to nude sticks through a friend of hers, um, who was also a friend of nude sticks. And she ended up falling in love with the products and really just use them in her everyday life. And she would put them in her, like, um, you know, her diaper bag and really yeah. just use it everywhere. And so she actually approached us and said, Hey, you know, I'm using your brand all the time Would love to kind of have a larger stake in the business. Like, can I invest? And we said, yes, um, you can, of course. Um, right. so she invested in the brand. And when she invested, she said, you know, like, obviously I have stake in the business and why don't we do something on like a larger level? And so we decided to uh, pretty much elevate it to a product collaboration or like a kit collaboration and she kind of ideated everything my mom and I actually this was like probably one of the most surreal moments of my life I remember we went to LA and we drove to Hillary's beautiful home in the hills and um we knocked on her door I remember everything from like getting to her door and her opening the door and she had like a messy bun she like kind of just woke up because she was like us feeding her baby and she said oh my god I'm so sorry like come in let me just quickly go get changed and put myself together we're like okay no worries she's like go make yourself <laughs> home go sit in the living area I'll be there in a sec I'm like amazing um so we had we went through the whole process like she actually we asked her to collect all of her products that she uses on a daily basis so it could be from nude sticks or from other brands and we went through just like different textures that she loves different shades that she loves and based on all of her favorite products that's how we developed her collection. Um, and then she even designed like the, the bag um, that everything came in. So she was very meticulous and, and had a very um, large creative input in pretty much everything. So yeah. that was kind of how it came to be. And then naturally after the collaboration, you know, she just kind of supports the brand organically and, you know, we'll kind of use it in her day to day routine. And yeah, she's just always been such a sweet um, supporter and really kind of like the epitome of the nude sticks girl. 
I love that. And I love Hillary. So if Hillary yeah. is listening, I love you. <laughs> you know, I know I, I completely agree. And I think that she just she just goes so beautifully with the brand because, you know, I've always seen her style as being very like um, laid back, but very glamorous at the same time. And, you know, someone who really is very, um, you know, just comfortable in her skin and she resonates that. So I, and I think that's what the brand is really about is like not covering up what we already have, which is beautiful, you know, and, and just kind of like accentuating our, our beautiful features and really focusing on what we love. And um, that's how I see it, at least as a consumer. And I think that, you know, because your products are so multidimensional, so multi-use and multi-purpose, like I, feel like I'm always discovering new ways to do my makeup so that's something I wanted to actually talk to you about is like you know um did you get like makeup artist input when you were designing like the sticks and um or how did that go about like the whole design of the um the products because they're just so easy to use you know and you can use them in so many different ways yeah well we actually so um you know other than the fact that my mom you know came from like mac and cover effects and has always worked with um, a ton of artists um our um uh another um colleague and her name is wanda longo and she's known my mom for years and years and years she was kind of on the initial you know team at nude sticks and she's also an artist so she's been working in artistry for many many years um, and so she had her creative input in like different trends, but it's funny because we, as much as we, you know, always look at trends and what's, you know, coming off the runways and what are the designers talking about? Um, really, we look at customers and we look at skin tone and, you know, because our name is nude sticks for us, like nude, nude shades are endless, right? Because yeah. you can tweak yeah. it so you know, differently for so many different skin tones and a nude on my skin tone is a different than a nude on your skin tone than somebody else's. And I remember sitting on the, you know, sitting at our kitchen table, like seven, eight years ago. And my mom, you know, would pull out all of these products from like different, um, you know, pr uh, from different brands and different shades. And if something was too pink, my sister and I would say, well, that's great for you, mom, but you know, we're not going to wear that. Or if something yeah. was too blue, we would say, nope, that's, that's great for you. But like, we don't want to look like we're wearing color. Um, the whole point for, you know, when we launched nude sticks was like, we wanted, we, we wanted this to look like ourselves. We wanted it to blend into our skin, to look like our skin, but better. And that's like where the whole hashtag go nude, but better comes from. So artistry definitely came in, you know, um, you know, as a huge factor, because at the end of the day, even when it comes to nudes, it's, it's color theory and it's skin. And, you know, how do you, you know, speak to undertones and how do you create, and that's, what's so unique about nude sticks as well Is like, you know, we actually try all of our shades on all skin tones and we try to create nudes that will actually look good on your skin and on your yeah. lip and on your face, rather than just watching it on your hand or seeing it mass tone because undertone is so important. Um, so we really, really work so closely with our team and internally just to make sure that our shades are actually like that look good on skin. Like if you think about nudes 20 years ago, like you, like nudes were like, kind of like this beige or like this kind of like chalky mauve, um, you know, we yeah. were really committed to launching nudes that really looked flattering on all skin and all lip colors. So right. yeah. It was kind of like a mixture of artistry and just like kind of like real life consumers. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the bottom line is that it has to be something that's practical and user friendly. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, like as much as I love staring at 
my plethora of eyeshadow palettes, you know, sitting <laughs> on my, my vanity right now. I mean, I don't get to use them because there's just no way I can't throw them in my back. Half my time is spent in a hospital. You know, I can't, it's just not practical. So I, I really, you know, I completely understand. And I love your vision. And I think, you know, we needed brands like this, like while I was growing up, because I remember in college, like for me, you know, eyeshadow was something that I, I had my routine and I had my colors down and they were all nude colors. And I would always get the feedback from my friends, like, actually your eyeshadow looks awesome because it just blends into your skin. And so that idea for me, like even making me feel like I, even when my makeup was done up, the idea of using products that were just very flattering for my skin tone, that was something I always loved from the get-go. So I, you know, when I use your brand, it really takes me back to that moment of like, you know, early on when I was doing my makeup and figuring out what is my makeup look, you know, what is my personal uniform when it comes to makeup. So yeah. Like, I, I, I really, really love um, everything you just said. I, I want to actually ask you, though, um, moving forward, have you, how has it been in terms of, like, I know that there's a lot of conversation around, like, inclusivity and stuff, but, I mean, I feel like this is a brand that, you know, wouldn't have any kind of backlash from the consumer community. So, like, what has some of the feedback been for you guys in terms of inclusion and diversity in your line and range? Yeah, so there's always feedback, I think, Um, you know, we are very attuned to our community and we listen and, um, especially over the past year and a half, um, we, we were asked by our community to, you know, expand on certain shade ranges and really, um, ensure that we're being as inclusive as possible. And we actually, um, I mean, we always like since the get-go, since we launched nude sticks, try all of our shades and all skin tones, but we did recognize that there were some gaps and we actually hired a diversity educator and makeup artist last year. Her name is Jasmine Rinsky and she um, consults on all of our shade collections and our ranges. So we ensure if we're sitting in a room and we're, you know, thinking about a new collection or expanding on a shade range, she's kind of the voice that can speak to, okay, like, there's a gap here for specifically for women of color um, and making sure that we're actually, you know, um, that we're being as inclusive and diverse as we possibly can. And the thing about nude sticks too, is, you know, we are like, we will never launch a full coverage, like foundation, like we'll never launch products where, you know, that, that create a mask or, you know, that have such opacity on the skin that you can't see skin through. So another thing to consider always is like, you know, I think there's been like this standard in the industry, um, you know, and I think it's a great thing like Fenty, for example, that has launched 40 shades of foundation. Um, but if you look at the, the opacity and the texture and the coverage of their foundations, it's, it's very, it's extremely full coverage, right? Like they created, yeah. that, you know, for clients that specifically want that type of look and, you know, you don't see skin shine through. And if you are creating this, this canvas, you know, on your face, then yeah, you, you want to match your, your complexion, you know, very, um, you know, very closely. However, if you're using something like our tinted cover foundation, that's sheer to medium that allows your skin to shine through, that allows your undertone to shine through, you know, I can wear probably two to three shades and still get away with it because of the, that's exactly it, Taylor. I wanted to actually say that. I'm sorry. I interrupted you, but like, no, seriously, like I completely love that we're talking about this because I want to put this message out there to everyone listening. You don't have to have 
a line that has like 90 shades in it for it to work for everybody like yeah. perfect example I'll tell you a story honestly I, I feel like you're gonna love this because um I was at the hospital and I used your um nude fix concealer in 4.5 oh, and and I love it it's absolutely Thank perfect you. and I have a colleague who is also Indian and she has I would honestly tell you like two shades darker skin tone than me she did not have her makeup bag on her and she used mine and she used the same exact color as my my 4.5 and it looked amazing on her she was like oh my gosh like I can't believe I'm using like your foundation products and like it's working yeah. it's like, you know that is a perfect for me like when I saw that with just my interaction with my colleague and my friend who I trust very much I you know she's very you know like outspoken so she's gonna tell me if she doesn't like something you know right. so she loved it so just seeing that as a woman of color I immediately recognized that okay this is a brand that yes you're not gonna see 90 shades on their roster when you go to the website but that doesn't mean they're not inclusive that means that their products are multi like they can be used for multiple skin tones multiple undertones like and that really is something that I want to put out there that like you cannot judge a brand's inclusivity and diversity based on going to the website and seeing oh x number of shades are available no you have to use it you know what I mean actually yeah. use the products yeah so I, I love, love it yeah no sorry I I love that and I love that you're so passionate about it because I think someone especially in your field like you know best and I think it's really important to understand you know really the opacity of product the texture of product the way it sits the way it melts on the skin um you know that's why it actually was a little bit difficult throughout COVID we launched our concealer and I'm so happy that you love it and I love that testimonial from your friend tell her thank you I'd love to send her more product and maybe send something that's closer to her shade so let me know thank Uh, you so much yeah my god of course And, you know, even with our concealer, we launched it digitally because all of our retailers obviously were closed throughout COVID. And it was really difficult because we launched with, and as you said, I mean, our concealer, it's sheer to medium coverage. It is buildable, but it's not like your shape tape. It's not, you know, your, um, you know, your tooth. It's, it it is more of like a natural forgiving concealer. Um, And we launched with, I believe, 15 shades um, and really like we've tried it on everybody. And like you said, you can wear one shade, like one shade will be suitable for about two to three skin tones minimum. Um, and so we actually did get, you know, some consumer feedback saying, oh, well, you only launched 15 shades. And this was at a time when all these brands were launching concealer with 40 plus shades. And, um, it was really difficult because what also people don't sometimes realize is that as a non-exclusive brand to a specific retailer, um, they won't buy into that many shades because they won't sell through. Yeah. And that's the, the unfortunate part about the industry is like the brand gets a lot of heat, but a lot of the times it can even be the retailer that says, oh, well, you know, we're not going to buy into X amount of shades because we're not going to be, we're not holding all this inventory We don't, when we don't have historical data of those shades selling through. Right. So it, it's a lot of, there's a lot of politics and it's, it's, um, it's really difficult as a brand to, um, to navigate, but we are so, so, and my mom coming from the complexion world at cover effects, like cover effects was actually next to Mac. My mom also yeah. developed their pro foundation were the originals when it came to launching 40 plus shades of foundation. Um, and that. so she knows skin so well. Right. And that's why we're so meticulous. Yeah. Um, and when people try it, they're like, oh my God, I love it. And it works for my skin. But you, like you said, you really need to try it. 
you need to try it. I completely agree. And I think, you know, Taylor, I'm going to say this and it, it might be a little, you know, controversial, but I'm going to say it out loud because it applies to so many interviews I do is that you cannot judge, you know, a brand by the cover, like, you know, in a way, because yeah. like it, you have to dive in. And if you really want something uh, and you really want a product that's going to work for you, then you need to be open-minded and you need to stop looking at things with this, like this, uh, I guess, filter or this lens of, you know, well, if this person is this race or this color or this ethnicity, they don't understand me. You ha- you can't do that. And I think a lot of consumers have been um, really bogged down with this, like, you know, just prejudice in a way, because I know that I've had friends, you know, that are like, well, I can't buy anything from this because they don't know my color shade. I'm like, how do you know that? That has nothing to do with someone's, you know, ethnicity, like the founder's like, you know, background or anything. It has nothing to do with that. That's, that is a, that's something that somebody puts their heart into and I think in true inclusion and true diversity comes from a good place in your heart and it's beyond you know race or ethnicity or culture or background it's it's just something that you either know how to do which I think you guys have just really done it very beautifully and mastered it and either you don't you know I know a lot of brands that are founded by like um people that you would think I would more naturally gravitate towards because of I guess I don't know our skin color or something and I I'm sorry, but I haven't found my match in those brands, you know, for my, for my foundations. And that's what something I think nobody talks about is that, you know, it's not about that. It's much, it's about the quality of the product. You have to focus on the quality. And I think that's something I really want to put out there. Um, you know, I'm just, it's just my opinion, you know, so take it for what it is with a grain yeah. of salt, but, you know, so no, I want to, I, I want to talk to you about that, actually, because I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, work that goes behind, um, you know, putting like the marketing together and stuff and making like, you know, the reach. So how did you do that in terms of like a makeup brand? And how does it work for a makeup brand in terms of like reaching the right audience and like making sure that you're really putting the best foot forward and, you know, uh, kind of appealing to everybody? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because. I think the more you try to appeal to everybody, the less you'll appeal to anybody, <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. That does, yeah. Um, so for us, I mean, when we launched Nude Sticks, I was four, sorry, I was 17. My sister was 14. Um, and so really our main demographic at the time were kind of like those millennials. And really every single retailer going back eight years ago was trying to appeal to millennials. Now everyone's trying to appeal to Gen Z and now it's Gen Alpha and so on and so forth. Um, But, you know, we, our main consumer was really regardless of age, our main consumer, she could be 18, 35, 65. Our target audience was really the woman on the go. And who is that woman? You know, she has a career, she has a home, she has a family, she's a student. She maybe is not a makeup artist. Maybe she rather sleep in an extra 10 minutes in the morning and doesn't want to spend hours on her makeup or on her beauty routine. We came in or we launched nude sticks with the intent of really speaking to, um, you know, that, that's that sidewalk beauty, that everyday customer who wants to look and feel like the best version of themselves every single day. Um, and that for us was going in and really speaking with, with that storytelling, um, again, did really transcend generations, which I think is quite, quite rare because you will see a lot of beauty brands, like let's say a Laura Mercier, who kind of appeals to a, an older audience or, you know, maybe like, um, a Fenty that appeals to like a certain audience, but for us, it was, was really about 
you know, um, lifestyle. It was about speaking to this very specific lifestyle that most women today will honestly relate to. And that's why nude sticks actually um, works as such a beautiful global brand. We've launched in over 30 countries globally. So outside of North America, which includes like Mexico, US and Canada, we've launched in India, we've launched in Southeast Asia, we've launched in, you know, Australia, Europe, European countries, all the way from Germany to Spain to France. And the one thing I'll say is every single country that we've traveled to, I remember being in India and it was, this was probably three years ago. And I remember a woman coming up to me in store and saying, oh my God, nude sticks is so perfect for me because, you know, I'm a mom and I have no time. And I remember yeah. And, and it's interesting because so many different countries like the Middle East, for example, Middle Eastern women like in Dubai, you know, are, are typically wearing more glam makeup, right? They love yeah. their false lashes. They love their full coverage foundation. But what's interesting is like, they'll still wear the full coverage and maybe they'll still wear their falsies. But a lot of the modern Middle Eastern women would come to me and say, Oh, I love nude sticks because firstly, the colors are so suitable for their skin tone, but also because of, you know, the fact that they are, you know, layering so many products, they love the way it melts into the skin. You know, they also, as much as Middle Eastern women love kind of like that fuller coverage, they all wear shades of neutral. So it's like a bronzed eyeshadow with a neutral lip. So that's why they love nude sticks. In India, they're really more so about more of a natural complexion, but they little they like a little bit of a bolder lip. So yeah. it's interesting. And everybody has something to relate to. And then you go to Australia, for example, and they're like beach babes, you know, want to look, you know, natural all the time, want to look bronzy, but aren't wearing like tons of makeup. Um, and then you go to places like I mean, U.S. is so is so diverse and Canada as well, where you kind of have people from all walks of life. But it's interesting how every single person has a reason to relate to the brand. Absolutely. I love that you really, um, you know, highlighted the global initiative you've taken on with the brand, because I think that is just so, so important. And it's so important to acknowledge that different cultures really play an impact on consumer habits and consumer buying, you know, trends and stuff. And I think that's very, very important to consider. And I, and I love that. I love that you just listed off all the amazing places that you've, you know, like really gone to and gotten feedback from. That's really great. And, you know, I can tell you as an Indian woman, that's very true, what you said about Indian women. <laughs> we, like the, we like the more bold lip. We like, you know, and I, I can relate to that, especially with the um, using neutrals, you know, and really trying to just keep the face very, like, natural. But then your little accent is like your lip, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it, it makes sense. Um, I actually want to shift the conversation a little bit, Taylor, because I know nude skin is also obviously phenomenal, which is your skincare uh, line. And I would love to talk a little bit about that because I think the line is absolutely, it, it's a very easy line to use for everybody. I mean, you've got the four steps, the cleansing, exfoliating, toning, and then the moisturizer. And I want to talk to you about that and how that came to be. Yeah. So, you know, Nude Sticks has always had a skin first philosophy in our ingredients, um, the way we create our formulas, um, you know, the way they sit on and melt onto the skin. Um, our first 
I mean, for us, when, when launching nude stick skin, it was really important to have credibility. So we, um, wanted to ensure that with nude sticks, we launched within complexion. So we launched our first ever foundation, um, going back two years ago. So 2019, um, and this was a skincare infused foundation. It's our tinted cover that has 18 natural botanical extracts. It feels like a moisturizer. It's so beautiful. It looks and feels like skin. And we, so that, that was really important in order to to garner trust when it came to complexion in our community. Mm. And so, and, and a lot of customers actually, when it came to nude skin and they would, or sorry, nude sticks, they would see me applying all of our products and creating all these natural looks. And they're like, oh, well, that's great that you can wear, you know, a tinted foundation and maybe a, a cream blush. It's because you have great skin. And I said, well, I actually really take care of my skin and, and, and it's not really the most intense routine. It's really just about, you know, the basics and consistency. And like, you probably know, there's so many different factors that play into good skin as well. Um, you know, healthy skin doesn't necessarily mean perfect skin, but you know, we believe in, in using this routine, you can see a difference in your skin every day and you can have, you know, the healthiest skin that you can using skincare products. Um, and so it was kind of like this two year, um, uh, I guess of, of development when it came to nude skin. Um, we actually partnered with a dermatologist. His name is Dr. Jason Emmer and mm. he's based in Beverly Hills. And he's known my mom actually for 20 plus years, um, when he was in residency at Mount Sinai in New York. Um, oh, love it. I actually, I, um, sometimes I moonlight at Mount Sinai. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's funny because it's funny. My mom always has these, all these past lives, but she at her previous company was giving uh, away grants and scholarships to leading um, dermatology residents who saw a, um, a future in the hybrid of cosmetic dermatology, as well as like your traditional dermatology, because um, she saw a vision and, and her team saw a vision that, you know, they would become one. And back then 20 years ago, you wouldn't see any dermatologist touch Botox or touch, you know, cosmetic treatments. It was really strictly about, you know, um, whether it was skin cancer or more intense, like skin concerns. Um, so Dr. Emmer won that scholarship. And so they kind of kept in touch over the years. Um, and when launching new skin, we, we approached him and we said, listen, we're launching the skincare line. You know, we, we want to launch obviously, you know, and, and treat it as, you know, your simple multitasking vegan powered skincare brand that really it followed all of the nude sticks philosophy, however, also provided efficacy and results. And that's where the dermatology aspect comes in as well. So yeah. nude skin, we speak to your four step and you also are probably very familiar that, you know, if you don't follow your four step or even your cleansing, like your, your very basic everyday steps, and then it doesn't matter how much money you spend on your retinols or, yes. your, or your whatever $150 creams. It doesn't matter because if your skin's not renewing itself and if you're not cleansing properly, if you're not exfoliating properly, if you're not moisturizing properly and you're not, you know, um, just taking care of your skin, then, you know, you're not going to see a result. Um, that was our philosophy. And we kind of said, you know, if Clinique were to launch their three step today, what would it look like? Right. Um, I love that. 
Yeah. And, and it's simple and it's easy, but it's also very effective. And we wanted to also ensure that all of our products were vegan, were cruelty-free, you know, were preservative-free, paraben, uh, fragrance-free, sustainable packaging. So all of our packaging is 100% recyclable. And then our outer cartons are 100% biodegradable. So really being meticulous on every single kind of detail and we have a focus on renewing. So every single one of our products, whether it's a cleanser, an exfoliant, a toner, or a moisturizer has, um, you know, um, uh, kind of like an, an, um, an ingredient cocktail that helps to constantly renew the skin and improve, um, skin texture and also help with cell turnover, which regardless of skin concern, if you are concerned with, you know, acne or aging skin or textured skin or thick skin, you know, everybody needs that renewal process. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this is a very important like place to highlight that, you know, especially with skincare and and staying true to the podcast name, like you have, people have to understand that skincare is really about keeping the top layer of cells on your skin, um, you know, healthy and keeping it your skin exfoliated to the point where there's room for growth because those cells are constantly being um, regenerated and pushed up to the surface and they're, you know, they need to be sloughed off at the right time. They need to be, you know what I mean? That the whole process behind skincare is very different than what you see in like, for example, Botox or, you know, and I, and I, it's one of my biggest pet peeves when people talk about skin health and they lump skincare into like these like medical you know, these more medically invasive techniques, but it's like, that's a totally different technique. It's targeting a totally different skin concern. You're not focusing on what good skincare is supposed to do, which is what you just mentioned, which is the four steps. You have to cleanse, you have to exfoliate, you have to, you know, tone it, moisturize it. You have to focus on those steps because that is really, you're taking care of a certain aspect of your skin. You know what I mean? It's not like you're, like you're not making false claims where you're saying, oh, it's going to completely get rid of your wrinkles. No, because that's more so for Botox. You know what I mean? That's like a, you know, so it's, it's very important. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because uh, like when, when brands claim like, you know, anti-aging products, I think there's just like a lot of controversy around them in general. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Like at the end of the day, like, if you take care of your skin, it will, it is somewhat preventative in signs of aging. And that doesn't mean that you need a specifically anti-aging product. It just means that you need to renew your skin, which means you need to cleanse, exfoliate, tone and moisturize. Um, and then obviously wear SPF as well. Like your, your, you know, sun protection is so important and in, in preventing yeah. sun damage and, and obviously, you know, reducing, you know, the, the aging process. Um, but again, like you said, I love that you mentioned Botox because if you really want to remove fine lines and wrinkles, Botox, you know, I'm, I'm definitely pro Botox. Um, and I think, you know, it's great for like prevention. Um, but again, like using a cream will not remove your, will not remove fine lines and wrinkles. (laughs) Right. And also it's like, you know, you have to approach your skin as like, you know, for me with the science background, I really look at it like, I I think I've said this before, like a Petri dish of cells, you know, you need to think of skincare as like the broth or the medium that you're putting on top of those cells that are allowing them to be healthy and maintained and, and growing normally, you know what I mean? And then you need to look at Botox and more like injectable forms of skin, um, you know, just 
skin health, you know, measures, you need to look at those as more of like a supplemental, you know what I mean, to what already exists on the deeper layers of your skin. And it's it's just a matter of, I think, consumer like education. And I think that the fact that you've come out with a line for skincare that is so easy to understand makes me feel better because I'm not gonna lie, I really worry about this generation, <laughs> you know, especially with Gen Z, like they're using so many products and they don't know how to use them. Like I, you will not believe, like my team is all always looking at like reddit and forums and stuff to see like what are the emerging concerns you know for skincare users and there are so many people that still don't understand that you cannot use a peel 15 times a day you know or that you you can't you know you can't over exfoliate so I really like brands and I appreciate brands such as yours that give you the one two three four you know follow this order and you will be fine you know that kind of thing because people really don't know you know as much as there is talk and like you know, initiatives to kind of educate the consumer these days, hell, that's my goal, you know, but like, at the end of the day, you really have to make it more visual for people. And I think the fact that you guys have put it together in a very visual way, and a practical way, again, you know, the practicality aspect, I think that is doing such uh, service to this community, because there's, there really is a lack of education with like, what step comes first, and what comes last, that kind of thing. So I love it. Love that. No, I love that so much. And I love that you said how um, a lot of the, you know, younger generation, or let's call them your Gen Z, you know, are just packing on so much product. And I think it's like you said, it's a lack of education. So I think for us, it's like, how do we simplify, you know, education, and that's everything. And I love, especially even yourself, like, you know, even having this podcast and, and really providing, you know, education from, you know, a medical and science perspective is so important. Like how does skin work? What is skin? You know, how do your cells work? Um, And how often do you really need to exfoliate the skin? Right. And what type of exfoliant should be, should you be using? Like for us, it was really important to develop products that weren't overstripping. I think there's a lot of like, you know, talk in the industry. And that's why it was so important to have a dermatology on our team because dermatologist on our team, because, you know, he would provide insights like, well, you actually don't want to use a harsh cleanser, regardless of your skin type. If you have oily skin or acne prone skin, you actually don't want to be overly stripping the skin. Exactly. Um, yeah. Oils are fight oils. Um, and even exfoliants. Like, I think like, I think everyone makes jokes about the St. Ives, like, you know, uh, apricot scrubs growing up and how terrible, like, you know, using really harsh beads on the skin can be and how it creates these little micro tears. And I think like really simplifying it like you're doing and how, you know, I I totally believe in that philosophy. And um, yeah, I I think if you want to add serums, if you want to add those extra things, you totally can, as long as you're using, you know, your simple routine to start. Exactly. I completely agree. And I, and I absolutely love this conversation. Thank you so much, Taylor. I've actually, you know, I'm always on like, in my free time, which I don't really have much, but what I do, I am on Reddit a lot and I've actually recommended your skincare products um, a few times because just from, you know, a consumer standpoint, because genuinely it's like so heartbreaking to see some of these users Taylor, like they Mm -hmm. really don't know what to use. Like they really just, you know, they're overusing an exfoliant or a peel. And it's just like, I have to sometimes like just stop for a minute and be like, let me just comment real fast and tell them like, 
stop, you know, stop what you're doing. Yeah. Like, just please like, you know, be kind to your skin and um, all that good stuff. So I just want to say thank you for being such an inspiration. I think your line is beautiful. You've done such a wonderful job uh, creating it in all aspects. And I think everyone listening, um, I hope you've learned a lot because I certainly have. And um, if you're not already a fan of nude sticks, I highly suggest you go check them out, uh, follow all the socials. I'm going to tag everything in the art for this episode, but Taylor, thank you so much. You are truly truly amazing and i loved hosting you thank you it's so sweet thank you so much for having me and hopefully we can connect soon and i love talking i love talking about skincare with you so hopefully we can chat a little bit more. yeah we'll do a part two we'll do a part two (laughs) yes (laughs) awesome i'll be back next time